Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tool 9 Journey podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano, and I'm really excited for today's interview. But before I give you guys a little bit more insights on my guest tonight, I wanted to remind you, if you're not following this podcast on social media yet, please go give it a follow. You can find it on Facebook, Twitter, and now Instagram. At the 209 Journey is what you look for, and you can find it on there. So follow the podcast so you can find out when new episodes are posted. You can also subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a couple others do have an option for you to subscribe. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe so you can find out when I post new episodes. So let's get started with tonight's episode here on the 209 Journey Podcast. So just to give you all some insights on my guest tonight, I actually started a blog back in 2012 uh, when I was working with uh, CSU Standard Laws for their admissions and outreach department. And the guest that I'm going to have here tonight, Alyssa, she was uh, really instrumental in me being able to have a creative outlet while I was going to Stan State. And for those of you who don't know, I I consider myself a creative person and the fact that I was able to have a blog while I was going to college uh, over in uh, CSU Standard Laws. And the blog was really beneficial uh, for me. And, uh, you know, I'm never going to get tired of saying that in my career field. It's something that I actually used for different interviews. Uh, I would bring it up and I would get questioned about it as well, about different things that were on there. And it it was really great to be able to have a lot of conversational pieces uh, during those interviews and to be able to share with everyone a lot of the things that I wrote on there, which ranged from things that I did on campus because I was involved with a couple of organizations to a lot of helpful blog posts that would be able to help students who were new to campus or who were maybe potentially considering going to standard laws. So all in all, it was really great, and I really enjoyed my time there with admissions and outreach. But if it wasn't for Alyssa, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. And so I'm really excited to have her on here as a guest tonight so she can talk to us more about her inspiration on how she became a blogger as well and just her overall career as well. So let's go ahead and introduce our special guest tonight. Welcome to the 209 Journey Podcast, Alyssa. How's it going? It's great. How are you? It's so good to be here. I'm good. I'm really happy that that you're on here because as I mentioned before, I mean, you're an inspiration to me. And, you know, thanks to you, I was able to have a blog that, you know, might not have seemed as much right at the beginning, but reflecting back on all my college years, it's it's definitely something that's helped me uh, look better in interviews and (laughs) have something to talk about that people can actually just look up on the internet. Yeah, I love that. That's great. That's great. So I know you were telling me that you were born in Modesto, just as I was too. So that's always great (laughs) to hear uh, of other people who were born here. But you you did grow up in Sherlock and you were there for for a couple of years. So tell me more about what it was to to grow up there in Sherlock and also in Hillmar as well. Yeah, yeah. So I was um, born in Modesto, but we lived in Sherlock uh, until I was about 11. So I went to um, Cunningham Elementary. And, you know, kind of lived in that neighborhood. Um, and I had a great childhood. You know, I had friends. All It was back in the day when we ran all over the place and 
went and found other friends and, you know, found kids, any kids you could find were your friends. <laughs> so that's kind of how I grew up is, is playing in that neighborhood with a lot of kids. But then when I was 11 and right before I finished sixth grade, I was going to start seventh. My parents decided to move us to Hillmar. Um, and I'm not sure why, honestly, <laughs> but that's where we ended up. And, you know, it was kind of, I was okay with it just because it was a good break. It was like, I got to go from kindergarten to sixth grade at one school and then start, you know, junior high in another school. And if I had to change, that seemed like a good time to do it. So, um, yeah. So then I spent my teenage years in Hillmar and I, I had a good experience there too. It's much smaller. It's a very small town, a very, um, it can be a clicky town, you know, you can, <laughs> there's definitely that aspect to it, but um, my experiences were always good. It's a very small school and, um, you know, but everybody was, it was a good school, I think. And they, they had a yearly writing festival that I used to dominate. And that was like my favorite thing every year was just filling out, you know, filling out every category in the writing festival. Like, okay, I need a poem. I need a story. I need this. Um, and I would get, you know, I have all my medals and my trophies. So <laughs> it was a good high school experience. So I, I got to ask anytime, you know, anyone mentions Hellmar, but I'm sure at some point you went to the Hellmar cheese factory, right? And tour, sure. did the tours and all that. <laughs> yep. We all did. Yeah. Yeah. I love Hellmar cheese. That's like my, that's my favorite cheese. I still go there for cheese because <laughs> it's just <laughs> nothing else quite compares. Yeah. It, and it's a great spot. I mean, I've only been there once and it, it was for an event, but it, it was, it looked like a really great place to, to go to. And, uh, you know, glad we have it here in, in the 209 yeah. and, and they're pretty big. <laughs> they are. They're huge. Yeah. It's, it was a cool thing to have that so close to home and we could go see cheese being made. And, you know, those are th things that are fun for kids to, to see things like that. And it was nice to have them. Yeah, it's interesting the process too, right? I mean, there's a lot that, that goes with it too. We we just see it and think, yeah. oh, it's probably easy. <laughs> just just get milk and then you get yeah. it solid and it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, growing up in, in Sherlock and Hillmar, what what are some places that like you really enjoyed going to, and even places that are still around to this day too? Like, what what are some of those spots that you'd say like these are the places that are my favorite places to to go to here in, in the area? Well, it has changed so much, you know, in my 40 years here, it's, it's insane how much has changed. So most of the things that I remember from being a kid are not even there anymore. Um, but, you know, I spent, I spent my whole life here. So I remember when, when I first started going to Seattle State, the exit off of 99 at Monte Vista was just farmland. It was just nothing. There was nothing there. And now it's the biggest intersection of, you know, it's Countryside Drive and all of that. Um, so I just, I enjoyed watching all of that grow and Stan State was actually always a favorite place. Both my parents went there. That's where they met. Um, and we just always went there for, you know, whatever kinds of events were happening and, uh, to use the grounds for flying kites or walking the dogs. And, you know, it's just a beautiful place to be. And so we spent a lot of time there growing up. Wow. That's awesome. Hey, and then years later, you'd be working there too. So yeah, crazy. That's... Oh, and AJ's cafe, <laughs> I have to say AJ's cafe on gear road is my favorite favorite place for lunch my husband and i go there for lunch quite a bit oh nice i'll have to check that one out too uh, yeah definitely <laughs> uh well uh, i want to get right to your um blogging career as well right because as i mentioned before I, I i started my basically what was my first blog thanks to you because we had a project going on there but before we kind of touch on that project itself mm -hmm. i want you to tell me more about uh being a mom blogger right as you quote yourself on your website uh, you were a mommy blogger before mommy bloggers made money. So I'm curious <laughs> how, how you got started with that and how that, how that was. 
Yeah. So that was when I was working at Stan State. And, and to be honest, I was a little bit bored in my daily work. I was, I think I was a secretary at the time, you know, and it, it was just not, it made, you know, it was, I was good at it and I enjoyed aspects of it, but overall it was kind of boring. Um, it wasn't super stimulating intellectually anyway. And, and I've always been a writer. Um, and so, you know, I was an English major and I, I never wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a writer. So when blogs started appearing and I started reading them, it just felt like a natural fit. It was like, yeah, that's what I should be doing. You know, if there's a place where I can just write and publish and people will read it. Um, so, yeah, I, I was pretty early on, you know, in the blogging world. I think it was 2008 or nine that I that I started my mom blog and it was called Near Normalcy, just as nearnormalcy.com. And um, my tagline was near normalcy and staying there one Zoloft at a time. So I talked a lot about mental health, too, and, and you know, sort of. Um, the idea that we should destigmatize it and normalize that, yeah, I, I take an antidepressant, you know, and it just helped me function and it's not a, you know, nothing to be ashamed of. Um, but also it, it turned out to be really mostly about my kids and I tried to be humorous with it. Um, and there's a couple posts on there. You know, I did one about um, weaning my daughter who wanted to breastfeed till she was like two and I was like done with it. And so I, I did a post about how I got her to stop that. Um, and it's still like, I still get hundreds of visits a month on that post and it's, it cracks me up. And, and there's a couple other ones. Um, I did one with tech tickets where I had a whole system where I would give my kids tickets for good behavior and they could trade them in for 15 minutes of screen time. Um, and I still get requests where people want to download that file and print their own tech tickets. So <laughs> it's kind of fun because I haven't touched the blog in, in years and years and years, but it's still there and it's still um, bringing in traffic and, and it gets a lot of Pinterest traffic too. Um, so yeah, it, it was just a lot of fun and I, I kind of learned everything I could. I got a Twitter account and started following all the other mom bloggers and we was just sort of joined that whole community. Um, and it was a really fun time because there were so many, so many small blogs um, that were just popping up out of nowhere. And it was so new and fresh to be able to find your people like that on Twitter and, and to connect with people from everywhere across the country, across the world. And I made a lot of really good friends that way um, that I'm still friends with. So yeah, I, I love, I love everything about uh, blogging and the whole idea of telling your story and, and having that sort of voice where there's not a gatekeeper in, in, you know, keeping between you and being published, it's sort of open. And you know, that's what's great about the internet, I guess. Yeah, especially Twitter. I have to say, I've met a lot of people also as well, right? right? I yeah. mean, I, I always joke around that hashtags create friends, but I think that, <laughs> <laughs> that there's some truth yeah, to that. There is some truth to that for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's really interesting. I mean, the, the fact that like you you did it and you were making money off it, right? And and was it? I didn't even think yeah. about monetizing it at that point. <laughs> like people just didn't do that. It it started later. But yeah, for me, it was just fun and meeting for meeting friends and that was pretty much like having a place having an outlet for my writing and a place where i could meet new people yeah i i think meeting new people is sometimes more rewarding than you know just getting yeah. paid by a visit to a blog and you know. yeah for sure for sure <laughs> well uh speaking of blogging uh, again i want to get get to this too so you were 11 years at stan state which is really amazing you know how uh, all the time that you were there yeah. And uh, while you were there, you created the Student Blogger Project, which is how we met and where I got started with, with my own blog. But uh, tell us more about what, what it was like to create that group and really what, what the thought process was uh, to get to that point, right? Because you were, you were working there for a couple of years until you decided to, to start that. 
Yeah, that's, you know, that's one of my favorite memories. It's something I'm, I'm really proud of is the student blogger program. I still tell people about it and I still just, I get happy thinking about it. I still check in and read them and it's just, it kills me that they're still active and they're so great um, and they're doing everything I imagined they would do. Um, so yeah, it was kind of, I, I, I was at Stan State for 11 years, but I went through different jobs while I was there. So I, you know, I was a receptionist at first, and then I was a secretary to somebody, an you know, executive assistant, and then I ended up being a um, communications coordinator. So when I was in communications, I ended up at, in the admissions office, and I was in charge of their social media. And um, at this point, it was like a very dusty Facebook page that nobody followed. And like, that was pretty much it. <laughs> so I came in and I, I created a Twitter account. I created an Instagram account. So if you follow the admissions office on Instagram and Twitter, those were me. I created those. Um, and I just had a lot of fun getting that was really the beginning of my career as a marketer was I had these while I was blogging personally and I was I was you know learning all this about the Internet. Um, I was able to use that in my job and, and bring that to work and, and share those skills. And once I got the social media up and running, I just, I had the idea. I, I thought, you know, as I was learning about marketing, I was thinking students, my, you know, my job was to attract new students and, and get their attention. And, and like students didn't want to hear from me, right? They didn't want to hear from me. They wanted to hear from students. And so I thought, well, blocking like it that's you know my favorite thing right now and that's just a perfect vehicle for that so we can put students and give them a blog and give them a voice and to be honest it was rejected outright like when I first pitched it <laughs> nobody wanted it they were like are you crazy you just want to put students on our website and just let them say whatever <laughs> I was like yeah I kind of do and that was important to me that it wasn't censored and it was authentic like I never I never told you what you could or couldn't write you know I asked you not to be offensive there are certain lines but Beyond that, you know, your own political opinions, your own whatever, I, they were welcome. Um, and I thought that was important. You know, that's what st students want to see. And so I fought for it. I had to fight for it for a while because um, they didn't want to do it. They didn't think it was safe. They, they just thought it was crazy. It wasn't being done anywhere in the, in the CSU system anyway. And uh, I fought for it. And I, I ended up getting, getting my direct manager to approve a pilot program where I could, you know, maybe work with one student and, and see what happens. And before I knew it, I had seven, seven slots. I was able to fill it with seven slots and, you know, it did everything we thought it would do. And we started getting more attention and our social media started really taking off and people started responding to the blogs and students were talking about that when they came in for tours or when they applied, uh, they, they were saying, yeah, I read this blog and it, I just thought this guy was really cool and I want to do what he was doing, you know? And, um, it was it was really a defining moment in my career because it, it taught me um, one to fight for the things I believe in and the, you know make them happen and two just the power of blogging and the power of content on the internet. So yeah, I you know you were you weren't my first cohort. You were I think <laughs> second or third. You were in early in there, um, but I think when you came in, we were just kind of we had our things together. We were kind of figuring it out and we were able to onboard you pretty smoothly. Um, but I know the first cohort, the first group of kids, it was just, we were all learning together. I was, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and it was, you know, I just, I picked, I was able, uh, to find some really great students who were really, uh, really passionate about what they were doing and wanted to share their stories. And, uh, it was just, it was a great experience and you were one of those students. And so thank you for that. You really, 
you really helped me grow in my career. Oh yeah, it, thank you as well because I, I I would also say the same thing too. It helped me grow a lot in my career, and uh, I remember after that I was just trying to recruit for more student bloggers, yeah. right? Because as I was going to graduate, I was like, we need to keep this thing going. And okay. <laughs> I know as of last year there were still some. I don't know if they're still hiring more for this year, but last year there yeah. were a couple that graduated. So um, yeah. it looks like hopefully it'll still continue this year, and yeah, and we'll so. still have that, but. You know, it's kind of surprising, right? And I remember I used to always um, go to other college websites just to look up, like, are there others that are doing this too? And, you know, I would even venture to say that if you look nationwide, there was maybe just like a handful of others that had something and it wasn't even directly something like what we were doing, right? Because they were more like they had a prompt, right? That's what they were more forced to write on a prompt. So I think it's something really unique. Write what you want to write and share your experiences. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you're right. I mean, it it had never been done and it was very scary for a lot of people, I think. And that's kind of funny to me now, you know, knowing how prevalent it is blogging in general. But um, yeah, I I definitely had to fight for it. And I'm glad I did. And I'm I'm really appreciative of your supervisor for being like, all right, you know, <laughs> right? like uh, yes. we'll, we'll try it out. <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. And once I got my claws in, I wasn't letting go. I was like, all right, we're doing this, we're going forward. Um, but it's always been it was always success success after that. So it worked out. And it makes sense too, right? I mean, as a marketer myself, I, I think about it and I'm like, you know, you're trying to buy something or you're trying to go to a college or something, and you don't want to hear someone's marketing message, you want to hear like a, a person's message, right? Because yeah. word of mouth is you know, Amazon <laughs> reviews are so big. Like everybody just wants to hear from a real person and tell me the truth about what you experience. And so that's really what what prompted the whole thing with the student blogging. And you know, by the end of it, um, Sac State, one of their mark, one of their communications people called me was and was like asking how they how did you do this? And I, I talked to several mm-hmm. different CSUs about it and tried to help them uh, figure out if they wanted to do it. So that was rewarding. Oh, wow. And th- they might be doing it now. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't point. follow it at this point. But yeah, I think a few of them tried to start something. Well, th- that's big, right? I mean, it's like if others start catching on, you could say like, well, it started at Stan State, it started here. And, you know, the, the, yeah, we, well, we, we I, have something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I use it for sure um, in interviews. As I started, you know, getting out of the, the valley and looking for jobs, remote jobs, that was a, always a big um, a big mark on my resume. It was like, let me tell you about this and you can go look at it. It's great. And, you know, um, it always makes a big impact. I think people uh, appreciate it. So speaking of getting outside of, of the Valley and and uh, out of the stand state at the time being, um, I, I know you made the jump to the corporate world and slash tech space working for different companies. Uh, how was that jump, right? Because after working, I think 11 years for like the state, you know, I'm sure it's it's got to be a little different, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you're making the jump to a private company, so how, how was that like? Um, you know, it was it was right around right after the student blogging had really taken off, and everything was doing great, and the the world was changing. You know, and I started feeling like remote. All these these ideas of a remote job, I'd never heard of such a thing before. But you think of like telemarketers maybe working from home, you know, <laughs> but you don't think of a real job as being something you can do from home. Um, certainly now we all do after the pandemic, but at this point, eight years ago, um, nobody, you know, nobody was really doing it. But once it started getting big and started making headlines, I just started thinking like, that's, that's what I want to do. I, cause I wanted to be a writer and I wasn't really writing. I was helping other people write. 
Um, I was doing some writing, but I wanted to really write more and blog more and get paid for it. Um, and I was really drawn to the tech industry. I've always just been really fascinated with software and, and what it can do and what it can accomplish. And um, so I really started looking at software companies and they were the ones too at the, at the forefront of the remote work sort of movement. Um, so that just a natural fit. Um, and I had to work really hard. I, it took me a long time. I tried for about a year before I got a job because, you know, I, I was just this girl from Turlock who like had never done anything, never been anywhere. Um, and I'm applying at companies in New York and San Francisco. And uh, it, it took some time to really build my resume. And, you know, a lot of it comes down to storytelling. And luckily, that's a skill that I have. So it was really about learning to tell the story of my career in a way that shows sort of growth and it shows um, initiative and it shows, you know, some of those soft skills that uh, will help you. They're transferable. You know, you can, you can apply them anywhere. And so if I could show myself as a person who makes a difference, a person who takes risks, a person who makes a big impact um, and who's always growing, that sort of served me really well. And so once I was able to frame my career to that point in a way that was, uh, really positive and impressive in that way and, and sort of say, and this is how, you know, I can do this for you. I want to help you do this and that. And uh, I want to help you grow your business. And I want to help, you know, I want to grow with you. And um, it took a long time. It took a long time um, because there was a lot of competition and there are a lot of people who were much better writers than me, probably, and much more experienced in uh, journalism and things like that. Um, but uh, eventually a very small software company in New York took a, took a shot on me. And I'm so grateful that that just changed my life because I mean, frankly, to be frank, <laughs> I, I make a lot more money working outside of the Valley than I did when I worked here. So it's, uh, I, you know, I still choose to live in the Valley. I spend my money in the Valley, but I don't make my money in the Valley anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, hopefully, I always say this as, as the years go by, I hope that that changes right, that we bring yeah. in more. It looks yeah. like things, you know, are, are growing here. We're getting more investments and yeah. hopefully, right, because we have a lot of people going to the Bay Area and yeah. it, it, well, it should be the other way around. <laughs> for sure. And that's, I think, what's great about the remote work movement is that people like me who, you know, people who have certain talents who are living where they want to live and don't want to go to the city, Um have those opportunities and and are able to you know take those jobs and and make those incomes and give it back to their you know community and, and sort of this is where I live and this is where I shop and this is you know I think it's a good thing. Yeah, that actually that that's a really great statement right there. Like with remote jobs, that that's going to do a lot of good here if if we keep our, yeah. our money local. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I I would encourage anybody who's like a knowledge worker. If you work in an office, you can work from home. You know, that's yeah. kind of if you can do it at a computer, you have no limitations. And that's what I think you know a lot of people don't think about. But really, if you can do your work all on a computer you know, aim higher, aim higher. You don't have to work for somebody in, in Modesto. You know, you can work for somebody in New York City. You can work for somebody in Washington, D.C. and Seattle um, in San Francisco and still have the life you want in the Valley <laughs> without leaving. Mm. And I, you know, that's, I'm really glad that I made that leap. It, it was a risk and it was scary, but it was definitely worth it. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's, we were just talking about it offline, right? I mean, sometimes yeah. you take risks and, uh, yeah. Or things happen and then it's it's because there's something good out there and just got to be patient sometimes but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, speaking about writing, uh, I want to know what's something that you enjoy the most uh, about it. For me, I guess there's a lot of things. I've, I've always been a writer. You know, from, from the time I was seven or eight years old, I wanted to be a writer. I never wanted to be anything else. That's just, I think I'm, I'm lucky in that way. Not a lot of people have something like that that they can just grab onto. Um, but that was my thing is I love to write stories. I love to write poems. I love to play with language. Um, but I also love to tell stories. And so both of those things are very appealing to me. Um, when I was blogging, it was just because I would, you know, I would tell myself stories in my head. I always have a story and I just needed to put it down. And once I started putting them down, they just were flowing. And to be able to sort of tell my, my life experiences in a humorous way um, was really appealing. So, you know, now I write, <laughs> I write blogs about software and I work with software engineers and developers and it's not sort of the same as a mommy blog for sure. But, um, <laughs> and it's not like I'm a novelist or something, but I just love that. How do I want to say this? Um, I, I love the software industry. I love developers. I've, I've worked very closely with a lot of developers. Like I told you before, I worked at Stack Overflow for a while and they are the biggest developer community in the world. Um, and I think that developers as a whole are very generous. They want to share, they want to share what they know. Um, and that's sort of the basis of Stack Overflow because people go there to help other people. They go there to post the things they know and answer the questions. And so to be the person who can sort of work with engineers and help them put their thoughts into words and help them tell their stories in a, an effective way, and that's so rewarding for me. And so that's what I do a lot of at my current job. I don't have a lot of bylines on my own blog. I run a blog, but you know, it's not necessarily like you're going to go and see Alyssa Mazina everywhere. Um, I have been in jobs where that was the case. In this case, I work with engineers who work at my company and we're really telling the story of the software. We're telling the story of um, the work and the code. And, and it's, um, it's a different thing, but it's really rewarding to be able to help people with my skills. You know, I can come in and I don't have their skills at all. But, but they don't have my skills. And so it's it's good to be able to marry those two things. Yeah, yeah. But working both together, you could accomplish really great things. So it works out. Definitely. Well, I know you, you speak on, on writing blogs and all that, but have you ever thought about maybe writing a book one day? Is that like in the plans or? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I do um, National Novel Writing Month almost every year in November. It's called NaNoWriMo for short. And it's, um, it's like a challenge where you're challenged to write 50,000 words in, a, in 30 days. And so it's kind of nuts, but I've done it every year since 2009. And um, I don't always finish, but I always try. And I have finished. So I have a lot of partially written novels <laughs> in my, you know, Google Drive. There's just folders. Um, I've never quite finished anything, never quite got to that point. But certainly, I'm always writing. And I'm always thinking about that. And maybe someday, maybe someday a novel will will complete itself and come out but you know it hasn't been a huge priority because I do have my career um but it's something that I do for fun all the time is I, I'm not always writing even a biography right I mean that could be yeah. could be one thing right? <laughs> yeah, I think you have a tons of stories that you could get a really really good book there um well out of all the things that you've written what, what would you say is like the piece that you're the most proudest of oh wow that's a tough question <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm proud of different things for different reasons. So mm. like part of it, when I'm a marketer in my marketing hat, um, I'm proud of the things that performed well and that met the goals that they were written for. So um, when I was at Vonage, I wrote an ebook when the pandemic started about um, 
how to you know, communicate. It was called communication is the key to remote work. And so it was the idea of all of our, all of the businesses that we, you know, were serving our, our audience, we're dealing with this sudden need to go remote and to suddenly, you know, have a remote staff. And so I wrote a whole ebook about the, the best practices for remote work, how to communicate with your remote workers and how to keep the those lines of communication open and, you know, make your remote time a success. And that was extremely successful. It got us a lot of leads and a lot of new customers from that. So I'm proud of that. Um, at the same time, I'm super proud of my old mommy blog. I love it. I, I still, I still pay for that. Uh, <laughs> I pay for the hosting. I keep it up because I just love that it's there. And I love going back and looking at it. It's kind of like my kids baby books you know in a way because i can go back and see them when they were babies and little and um and like it it still does quite a bit it gets a lot of traffic it's kind of funny because i'll check every now and then and there are certain posts that have gone like viral on pinterest that i never knew about <laughs> and then i'll i'll go into pinterest and search for something and it's all my blog and it's like oh okay <laughs> um so there's certain just parenting topics and you know little funny things um that that still get a lot of views and so that's fun. That's you know, to know that I haven't touched it in 10 years, but it's still performing. That's uh, I'm proud of that too. Yeah, and I'm sure there's still a lot of things that are probably relevant, right? In the parenting yeah. world. For... Yeah. I think parenting <laughs> is parenting, you know, and things have changed, but a lot of things stay the same too. <laughs> well, well, that's, that's great. You know, uh, even for my own uh, Stan State blog, if, if I was paying for it, I, I'd still be paying for it, but I guess yeah. it's still up. So I hope it's, <laughs> Always gonna be there, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they ever go down, I'll have to ask them. Like, hey, can I? Yeah, can I can download I the- <laughs> my data? <Can> I- <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I don't even remember the password to the the place, and I don't even have the school email anymore. So oh. I'm a little stuck there, but I'll have to start <laughs> copying them right now and, <laughs> and yeah, keep it there. Isn't it to know that you have a history that's out there on the internet and you can look at it, and you know, it, it's it's a good. It's, it's kind of an interesting thing because um, a lot of people are very private, but at the same time, when you're in a career like ours, you're a marketer and you're out there on the internet, uh, <laughs> you just have to sometimes embrace that. And yeah, uh, you just, yeah, we have to do all that too. And with all the podcasts that I have, and yeah. I talk about so many personal life things on the podcast. So, I mean, yep. at this point, <laughs> anything is almost public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that, that blog stays there and uh, all that. But, you know, I see it more as like a like a diary of sorts, mm-hmm. right, of, of things that happen, moments that yeah. I'll always remember other moments that I might not remember the details too, right? But you go back and read something and I feel like it's like you're living it again, right? You're living in the moment and you're recalling different little details that happened during your college years. And that's why I really treasure it more than even, you know, just the career part of it too, where it helps for that. It's more being able to go back and and read through your stories that you wrote and, you know, yeah. just uh, laugh, laugh at times, right? Because there's, there's funny moments there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I, I kind of compare my blog to my kids' baby books a lot because of it, that's what it is. It's memories. And I go in and you know, even if there's not pictures of my kids or there's not different, you know, I just, I remember it and that's their childhood and you know, it's, it's um, powerful. Yeah. So what would you say uh, your most challenging moment in your writing career? What would you say what that would be? I've had some challenging moments and, you know, in tech, I've um, bounced around quite a bit, which is kind of typical, but I, you know, I was laid off from that very first job that gave me my big break and I, 
it was such a big risk to leave Stan State where I was so stable. I'd been forever, you know, and I had a union and I was like working for the state and I was secure uh, to be in this place where just like that, you know, it can be gone. Um, that was that was hard. And it was it was hard to think that I, I gave up the stability and now I'm here and I have nothing else. Like I just lost the job that I had. But, um, you know, you come through those things and you grow. And, and uh, for me, each time I was laid off from somewhere, the next job was a, a step up. It was um, whether it was in responsibilities or in title or in salary, uh, it was always an increase in some in some way. And so that's kind of how I approach challenges is, is just try to try to learn from anything. Don't be afraid to fail and uh, teach, you know, treat everything as a lesson. Yeah, that layoffs are definitely a big challenge. And like I was telling you earlier, like I, I had to go through one myself and it, there's a lot of uncertainty, especially after, you know, you when you're early on in your career. Right. And yeah. you think everything is great and nothing could go wrong. And so it, it's yeah. sometimes good to go through them. Right. And it, it just means that something that maybe you didn't think you were looking for is out there. Right. Because yeah. I think often. Uh, especially uh, when you're really early on in your career, you think, well, wherever I start working at, I'm just going to stay there, right? Yeah. Oh, I feel good here. Like, I'm not even going to look elsewhere. But a-, a layoff is really what helps you be like, all right, you know what? Let me let me yeah. look. Maybe there was something better yeah, out there. <laughs> you could go out there and find something else. And yeah, it's, you know, it's not this, the way our parents grew up, where maybe that was true. You would work somewhere for 35 years and retire. But these days, and especially in tech and, and things like that, it's, it's not like that. You work until you have reached your limit and then you move on. And, and sometimes they, sometimes they make the decision to move on. But, um, you know, each time I've grown. So, so that's what I try to, I try to think of it as an opportunity rather than, <laughs> and, and what's funny is I've, as I've progressed in my career, it has changed. So the first time I was laid off, it was devastating. But the last time um, I was able to go on Twitter and just be like, guys, I need a job. And suddenly like I had people recruiting me. I had on LinkedIn, people were, you know, reaching out. That was when I was laid off from Stack Overflow. And that was such a big name that, you know, it made, it was on TechCrunch, it made the news and people were actively looking for these Stack Overflow people who were laid off, like, snap them up. So, you know, as you, as you progress and you, as you start to make a name for yourself, uh, these things become a little less devastating when they happen. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like you had recruiters left yeah. and right. LinkedIn message box was was <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of surreal. Well, yeah, yeah, that's got to be something else. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you on that one too. And I think a, a part of that too is like once you've had more years in your career, right? Like yeah. you can leverage that because you have more experience and uh, you, you have more connections. Definitely on on that side of things too. Yeah. So, what are some tips that you would tell? people who are trying to be writers? I would say if you can write, if you're a talented writer, you are valuable. (laughs) Not a lot of people can write. It's just a fact. Like people have a certain level where they could communicate, but when it comes to truly writing, um, it's a skill and it's a talent and and I hate to see people waste it. So if you really do love to write, then write. Um, And the internet is here. And and like I said, it changed my life because I started a blog and, and it didn't cost me much to start and I got it going. And um, that's all it takes sometimes to get the right people to notice you or to, to look for a new opportunity. Um, but yeah, I think if you want to write, you should be writing. It's it's one of the best, the best uh, 
activities in the world to me because it just takes a pen, pencil and a paper and anybody can do it. You don't have to buy equipment. You don't have to, you know, spend money and find a place and all that. You can do it anytime, anywhere. And you, you, should, you, know, you should never stop writing if you truly love it. It's something that I think we've both demonstrated that in this conversation that our past writings are like diaries now and we look back and, and you'll regret what you didn't write, I think, in the end. So, uh, and I know writing comes with its own challenges too, and, and I'm curious to hear what, what your thoughts are, but, uh, but what advice would you have for writer's block? Because oh. that's, that's always a thing, right? And I know I had it yes. a couple of times with the blog myself. Like, well, well how do you overcome that yourself? Um, you know, I, I do this a lot and I work because of, in my work, I help other people write. Um, so I, I deal with this a lot and I tell people, you know, the worst thing is the blank page. Like that is the scariest thing. And that is the thing that's paralyzing you sometimes. And so I tell them, just write something, just get start typing and, and go. Um, and for me, once I start, I can wander all over. I will eventually find my way. You know, I am some, I just force myself to keep writing, just write. I could be writing. I have nothing to write about. I don't, what I know what I'm doing, but eventually if I keep typing, if I or keep my fingers moving, eventually I'm going to get to something that is worth something. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not one who takes a long break and goes and does other things. I force myself through it. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I feel like just seeing a blank page just kind of gets to you, right? And then before you yeah. know it, you're just like distracted and yep. <laughs> you don't yeah. see anything on the screen. And no, that's yeah. why I try to eliminate the blank page as quickly as possible. <laughs> just get some stuff on there. <laughs> now, now I see why sometimes, you know, people use the placeholder text, right? Like yep. Laura Mipsum, right? It's just like, <laughs> how'd that be on the screen? <laughs> Uh, well yeah th th that's that's a great tip and you know i i don't do as much writing myself now but uh the, the blog it, it's always been on my mind and yeah. got into podcasting myself so i think now i just use my voice if anything but uh, you know there's always once you're a blogger you you kind of always want to go back to that so yeah. at some point I, I hope that oh I'll, I'll get back to that <laughs> yeah, so, i hope so too i always enjoyed your blog and you know I, I love those memories. I look at those blogs too, those old student blogs. And it's just, you know, it makes me happy to know that I might have um, helped these, any of these students find their way or, or find something new that they were good at or they enjoyed. And so it's great to see how well you're doing and how far you've come. Thank you. And and it's like I always said with the the blog, and I think for anyone, um, you shouldn't always do things for money, right? I mean, unless it's like your yeah. full-time job, right? But right. when you have a hobby, when you have a passion, like like it was for us when we were doing the blog, I mean, yeah. I was doing it for free, as you remember, right? For like a yeah. year. And <laughs> then I was shocked when I found out, oh, I'm also going to get paid for this. Like, yeah. <laughs> not expecting this, but uh, it, it, I think... Barely. We it, barely it was, paid uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, for a college student, when you get paid anything, even if it's just a, <laughs> like true. a dollar a week... <laughs> It, it made a big difference, I think, for yeah. for me. And I and fought for that too. I fought for that because we did. You're right. The first, the, <laughs> the beginning, it was just free, and I was like, "Let me give these guys something. Like they, these students need something." So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure for the others it was pretty motivational, right? Because uh, others others started out just getting paid, right? But yeah. for me, it was like I'm really <laughs> just doing this because I'm a marketer and. I want to use this for my own career development. Yeah. And if you remember, I, I was one of those that was really out there, right? Yeah, I want to create were. my own socials for my blog. I want to promote them. I'm going to do my graphics for the blog, do a banner, you know, do yeah. the headers and all that. And eventually did a, a rebranding. And so I, I went 
all out. You all did. Out. <laughs> I loved it. I loved that about you. And uh, and hopefully others have done the same. I haven't seen uh, much of them lately, but uh, I hope that you know others uh, take it like that. And uh, you know, it, like you said, we, we we got paid. It it was a certain amount. That's what it was. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go above and beyond because. I, I enjoy doing this too. So yeah. yeah, it's it's good when you find things like that where you're yeah. like, you know what, I might get paid this, but an opportunity. Get more. Yeah. Anything for you can treat as an opportunity to grow, that's um, more valuable than money. Yeah, for sure. Well, one last thing uh, before I let you go. Um, do you have any uh, additional shout outs you want to give to anyone? Any, any things you want to promote yourself? Uh, maybe share your consultant business as well like that you have? Um. Well, I <laughs> I do have a consultant business. My my website is just alissamazina.com. Um I'm I'm not real active right now. I'm pretty busy in my full-time role. Um I did run that exclusively for quite a while. I was self-employed, but I'm no longer a full-time self-employed consultant. So, uh, not doing a lot of that. But um I work at Prefect and it's prefect.io and if you're a data engineer, you definitely want to check it out. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, I guess that's it. You know, you can follow me on Twitter too at Alyssa Mazina. And I, I try to just use my name everywhere. So I'm pretty easy to find. There's not a lot of Alyssa Mazinas in the world. <laughs> and you got your domain too. I, I gotta do. say, it's also it's an awesome feeling when you get your, your dot com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Alyssa, uh, I've taken enough, enough, enough of your time here too, but thank you so much for being on the show tonight. You know, I, I know we've been kind of working on on this interview for a couple of months yeah. and and i'm so glad because like i said you were an inspiration to me and the blog really helped me grow a lot in my career and here i am doing podcasting now and so you know yeah. blogging definitely helped creativity and just you know keep it going and that's why i have like over like five podcasts at this point and awesome. all that so <laughs> well i'm i'm honored that you asked me it's been a great experience i love i love seeing how far you've come like i said it's, it's wonderful to see and thank you for having me thank you so much again to Alyssa for being on the podcast tonight it was really interesting to hear all the different writing stories she had to tell us to and as well as hear the story of how the Student Blogger Project, which uh, I was fortunate to be a part of, got started. Uh, it's actually the first time that I'm hearing it myself. So uh, really, really great to hear that. And and just super appreciative of the fact that they allowed her to actually have this project and basically be the first CSU or, like I said earlier, just in general college to actually have a student-run project with the blogger project and to have a student run project like that is really amazing because you know the letting students speak their mind you know you don't know what to expect but it's actually a really great thing to do so because any incoming student going to any college or even prospective students who are looking at colleges, they trust more the word of whatever student is saying versus whatever the school is communicating to them. It's always a risk to allow students to have their own liberty to actually express themselves. And the fact that they allowed her to start this project is really great. And I'll always be super thankful for that. And hopefully more schools around the state, heck around the country as well, uh, catch on to this too and also have 
some sort of student blogger project that they can actually be able to share as well and that they can use to highlight their school and actually have a more authentic voice versus, you know, using more of the school marketing team to make themselves look great. Um, And I'm not saying that doesn't work, but as I always say in the world of marketing, word of mouth is a huge thing. And if you can hear it from someone who's going to the school, who might not necessarily be painting the picture as great as the school might be if they're doing their marketing, you believe them much more because they have that authentic voice and they're not being manipulated to say whatever the school wants them to say. And that that was our, our situation there. I, I was allowed to blog about whatever I wanted. I didn't have a specific prompt to blog about. And when you do that, you just open up the world for students to be more creative with their works. And so that I'll forever be thankful for it because being a creative person myself, I really enjoy having that creative liberty. And that really allowed me to be able to write about so many different things. And in fact, that blog was a big inspiration for me actually starting the college podcast that I have that is called The College Solvers. And if you haven't checked that out, I invite you to go check it out. I'm still working on adding more podcast episodes to that one. So might not be as updated as this one, but more to come on that podcast. And definitely my blog that I started at Stanislaw State was a big inspiration for that. And I still go back to the blog myself and get some of those posts to create some podcast episodes as well. So Definitely, I still go back and, and check that out. And speaking of that, hey, if you want to check out the blog that I did for Stanislaw State, you can actually go on Facebook and search for Words from a Warrior, and you should be able to see it there. I, I put a link to all the posts there as, as I had them. And so if you want to go check out all the different posts that I did, I actually published over 200 blog posts there, and I was super proud of that achievement because As I mentioned before, I had writer's block at times, so it was never easy to be able to do so many blog posts, but I still managed to do it. And if you want to go read on my college time at CSU Stanlaw's, go go check that out. Great. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the podcast show tonight. As always, I really appreciate your support of the show. And if you want to go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, you can find the show at The 209 Journey. Also, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when new episodes are posted. As I always say, I'm trying to post a new episode each week. So if you subscribe, you'll be able to find out each week when a new episode is published. Well, everyone, have a great night and we'll see you next week here on the 209 Journey Podcast.